planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. My guest on the program now is the one and only Jesse Leach from Kill Switch Engage. What's up, man? Hey, man. How you doing, brother? I'm good, man. Thanks for uh, joining us tonight. So you're just about to head down to Australia this week to play a few DJ sets and do a, a one-off spoken word night as well. Uh, is it just an excuse to uh, come down for a summer holiday? For me, like, you know, I, I would love to say it's just a holiday, but, you know, I, I'm looking forward to hanging out and my days off. But, you know, uh, I've been DJing for about six years on and off. And uh, something I take really seriously as far as the music I play and paying, you know, homage to the bands I love and, and sort of uh, giving a little bit of uh, of a stage to bands that people may not know. So I'm pretty stoked on it, but uh, I also plan on delivering as much as I can a hell of a set to people who come see me play. What was it that inspired you to start DJing originally? You said you've been doing it for six years. So uh, how'd that all begin? Uh, part of it is just because I'm such a music lover, and I I get frustrated when uh, I hear people don't know about early bands who kind of kicked off bands like Killswitch, for example. You know, meet mm. fans who don't know where the roots come from, the bands that didn't get credit they deserved that inspired me to even do what I do. Uh, so that was initially for me, like to, to give shine and, and shed some light on some of those bands and also just going to places and not hearing the music I wanted to hear, whether it was a bar or a pub or, or whatever. So I just started offering my services when I had time, you know, I'd come into a place I really like and the music was just terrible and be like, Hey, what do you think about having a, a punk rock night or, you know, um, a metal night or a reggae night or whatever, because I like all kinds of music. So I just kind of started there and, and playing small little pubs and eventually starting to get better gigs and just something I really love to do. It sounds like uh, you've got a pretty diverse taste in, in music as well. I mean, do you sort of stick to one certain style when you're DJing or do you just mash up all your favorite influences? I, I tend to stick to themes. I like to go with certain themes depending on where I'm DJing and what the crowd is. For this particular tour, I'm obviously leaning more on metal, hardcore, uh, and more extreme music. But I am going to be mixing in some hardcore hip-hop, a little bit of dancehall reggae, some drum and bass. So after every like four or five songs, I'm going to dip into these different genres. But it's going to work, I think, because I'm... With the beats per minute, with the groove, like I'm trying to pick songs that I think are going to work side by side. It's going to be interesting, you know. I'm sure the reaction is going to be different, but I've got uh, hours and hours of really good extreme metal and and hardcore backed up in case people are not feeling my selections. So I initially will write a playlist of like what I want to do, and then I kind of read the crowd, you know, see what people are reacting off of and. And uh, give them what they want, but also slip in some more obscure stuff to sort of uh, make people a little more interested or maybe curious on what they're hearing. I think that's a good thing. You know, as you said, you know, expose a lot of people to, you know, bands that, you know, they might not have heard or artists that, you know, because I'm sure you get people come up to you and go, oh, man, what's this? 
you know. And, and to me, that is the buzz. When people come up and they want to know what I just played because they're stoked, that's what's up. Like, I love that. I love sharing the music. I love making somebody who's, for example, you know, a, a diehard um, Gojira or Mastodon fan and playing, you know, a band called Dead Horse from Texas who used to tour at Pantera, like obscure thrash. And someone's like, that was really good. I'm like, well, that's from 1989, you know, and they go back and they find it. You know, I love that stuff. That's awesome. So what, what are your uh, favorite jams to uh, get the party started? I've got my go-tos. I mean, anything old school Metallica, anything off Kill 'Em All, I find is immediately going to get the crowd going. Anything early Pantera or uh, mid Pantera, you know, Far Beyond Driven. Those are kind of my go-to metal bands uh, as far as getting the crowd going. But what surprises me sometimes is I'll put on Black Flag or or Minor Threat, and that will get the crowd going. So it, it all depends on on who's in the building, you know, and who's around me. But uh, I can kind of read a crowd. I, I tend to you know look at the T-shirts people are wearing, the style they are, and and how they react. So, but my go-to's are definitely you can't go wrong with old school thrash ever. Bay no. Area thrash. It, that's that's kind of my my fallback. Bit of Testament, bit of Anthrax oh, as well. Yeah. Oh, love Testament. Absolutely. Anthrax uh, from New York. I mean, that whole genre, you know, the thrash, early 80s stuff, you can't beat that stuff. It's the food groups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Part of a healthy diet, that's for sure. Well, you know, it's the bl- to me, it's the blend of two styles of music I absolutely love. Uh, hardcore music and metal. You blend them together. That's what thrash is. Like, th- those bands were listening to hardcore, and they were metal players. Like that's the beauty of that scene. It just blends the aggression of hardcore and the the riffing of metal. Yeah, I love it, man. I I, I grew up being a, a thrash kid. Beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah Australia's got a, a great had a great thrash scene and great hardcore scene too. I mean, Aussies are like they know their they know their heavy music. Yeah, I think we do. We've always had we've always had like a good scene like that here. So uh, I guess we've been lucky like that. You're doing a spoken word show as well, which is a very different way to connect with your fans. And I think you know it does take a lot of guts to get up there and talk to people as opposed to performing musically. You know what I mean? So, yeah. what are you looking at covering? I'm going to start with the early days. You know, my first memories of childhood and and my first musical experience because I actually remember it. So I'm starting back in the '80s when I was a kid. Bring it, trying to bring it up to present day and, and be coherent with it. So, I've sat and taken notes. I've sat and gone through my old writings, and and you know, I'm I'm first and foremost a poet. So I've got poetry from when I was a kid all the way up to now. Stories to tell uh, about with um, a pretty pretty heavy, crazy psychedelic drug addiction. <laughs> <laughs> got bouts with you know sinking pretty low and and drinking too much and. So I'm going to try to touch on everything and, and, and sprinkle in the music and the influences and, and try to keep it funny and, and fairly lighthearted. But I'm definitely going to go deep on certain topics and, and share some uh, some heavier stuff as well. With the heavier stuff, it's no secret you have had your battle with depression. And, and you know, that's something that I respect, you know, that you're getting up there and, and opening up about it. Because it, when you talk about it, man, people look to you. And it can help them in their their day to day life and their own struggles. Do you find that you know a lot of fans come to you with their own experiences and advice? Yeah, I'll be honest with you. It's it's an, there's an overwhelming amount to the point where I can't even keep up with it. Whether it's my my email account I share with fans or or Facebook and and um, Instagram, Twitter. I mean, all the social media gets blasted. Um, whenever I put up a post that's heavy, 
I, I get so I get inundated with it, and it's actually gotten to a point where I've had to sort of okay myself with not answering everything because in the early days I used to answer everything, but it's a part time job. I just don't have the wherewithal or the time to do it. So my thought is in the back of my mind, at the very least, I'm affecting people and you know causing them to think or helping them relate to me. So that's kind of what I take away from it, and I just haven't been able to answer. But uh, it's overwhelming. Uh, people respond to it but you know at the same time too it, it makes me realize that i've got to do more of it because it is important to somebody somewhere it's important uh and for me it's just expressing myself so it's easy for me to do that it would be difficult uh you know having that many fans and you you do want to help everybody but it, it's an impossible job you know so i, I you know you can't answer everybody yeah i mean and know? that's the thing i'm going to touch on in the spoken word and my parents being such a huge influence on mm-hmm. me as far as taking care of people you know my my father and my mother have taken in homeless people drug addicts ex-cons I grew up alongside people who were just destitute and needy and saw how my parents were very selfless with them. So that's kind of ingrained into who I am. So sometimes I feel guilty, you know, if I don't respond, but I had to get to a point where I was like, you know what? I can't keep doing this every day. It takes so much time and it takes a lot out of you to, to mm. read people's stories because I get them. I get some really deep, crazy stuff where people are telling me about their, you know, when they almost committed suicide. So it's it's a matter of checks and balances, you know, realizing that at the end of the day, I'm a performer. I'm an artist. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, yeah. a minister or a politician. I'm just a guy who makes music. So, you know, I do my best to share and, and be a part of my fans' life and stuff like that. But it only goes so far, and it, it should only go so far. Exactly, man. Exactly. Well, do you think that, you know, maybe one day you might, you know, write a book or something like that that, you know, <laughs> This question keeps coming up, and it's funny. I have an offer. I have a publisher who wants to put out a book, and um, I've been back and forth with them. And um, you know, I definitely have a story to tell, but I'm just wondering when's a good time to do it, and, and if I have the confidence and t- you know time to write it. But uh, mm. the offer is definitely on the table right now, so I'm just sorting out whether or not I have the wherewithal to to, ch- <laughs> to jump on. <laughs> a pretty, it's a big challenge, you know. People think. Oh yeah, you can just write a book, but that's that's a huge undertaking. So maybe in the next few years I'll I'll do something. We'll see, or maybe this year. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> well, man, I think it'll be huge. Personally, you know, like you've you've lived such an amazing life, you know, just so far. You know, it's it'd be uh, you know really cool to to not just you know because not everyone can make it to the to the spoken word. So I guess you know, is there a DVD or something you might do of that as well? Well, I'm gonna film this first one. And, uh, you know, do a, at least an audio visual recording of it. If I'm happy with it, you know, maybe I'll release it or maybe release snippets of it. But for me, hopefully it's just a way to sort of, um, maybe do more of this, you know, and if that leads mm. to me finally getting the confidence to write my book, then so be it. And if not, at the very least, you know, give fans the insight and, uh, in, into my life. And I just see it as a way to give back to all these people who have been so generous to me and have supported me in my art, you know. And, you know, I do feel very fortunate about it because there are many, many talented musicians that I admire and love that are unknown, you know, and it's, I got the luck of the draw. It's it. I mean, that's just how it is. So for me, it's just a, a way to give back and, and to share my story and and hopefully to help people out at some point. That's awesome, man. Well, uh, you know, you're talking about your, your music there. Uh, you know, you reunited with Killswitch 
a couple of years ago and released uh, Disarm the Descent in 2013, I believe it was, which is one hell of an album, man. Uh, that was great. Uh, you know, uh, have you got plans for a follow-up? Yeah, oh yeah, we're uh, getting together mid-February to show each other our own demos and talk about it. Uh, but in the meantime, we'll have a song come out in April, which is part of the Game of Thrones TV series. Uh, we wrote a song for them, and uh, we're all pretty pretty proud of it, man. So they're going to drop that, and we actually might start playing it live. Um, we're all pretty stoked on that. But um, yeah, so maybe February, maybe have the album done by summer, hopefully, to start hitting some of the festivals and stuff like that. We'll see what happens. Oh, man, that's awesome news. So is it like a, a compilation CD or something that they're putting out? Yeah, they do like a, a thing they call a mixtape. I've guess they've done it before. I honestly was unaware of this until recently, but uh, it's us. I know Anthrax did a track. I hear Mastodon got tapped to do a track. So it's like a mixtape of, of them and the flip side of it is got Snoop Doggy Dog. <laughs> we got Method Man, um, Talib Kweli on this as well. So it's a mixture of, of hip Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 